0: Welcome to Kuhau Podcast. We thank you for tuning in. If this is your first time listening in with us, we want you to know that you are a part of a new loving family. Wherever you're joining us from, we hope that this message encourages you and transforms your life. Now stay tuned for today's message. So let's open to the scriptures in Matthew 22, verse 37 to 40, uh, the New King James Version. You know, the Pharisees or the law experts who held down the law, the the Jews of that time, uh, trying to test Jesus. And they were like, Jesus said, all right, since you know all the commandments, but what's the greatest commandment? Right? And Jesus responds and says, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor... As yourself and on these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets jesus uh so, so the was the first ten person that kind of said you that to too much the jews never heard that before they only heard the, face the face list face of commandments It um, was more than just ten there was hundreds so, of them that no. they even added themselves kind of let's pray father god i thank you so much lord god that you are here with us today, God, that you are here to, to minister, God, and, and for some people this word today might be milk, for, for others it might be meat, Father God, but let your seed, oh God, come and just flood your people today, oh God. Use me, God, in spite of my, my tiredness, oh God, let your people just encourage me even as I share the word, God, but I know you use vessels, oh God, all types of vessels, Lord God, and here I am as your servant, God, use me, speak to me, speak through me. And bring back to my memory everything you taught me. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 So, you guys remember last time I spoke a couple weeks ago, and I was like, you know, what preachers like to hear is in relation to what we eat. So, I was like, "Mm." when I eat, I like to hear, "Wow. wow, that was good. Right? Wow, that was good. If you're like Lisa and May and my wife, you might want to go, yes, yes, yes! that's good, wow. <laughs> Come by all three. Um, yeah, man, it's a pleasure to be up here. You know, let's just dig in. Um, so, you know, we're, we're here together and I really want to get into this. we um, Who's ready to receive the word? Hey, hey. Hey. Right. Let's get it. It's simple, but um, I believe we can apply it to our lives. God's going to basically refresh our minds, refresh our hearts to what's important. Um, I met a a guy, he is around 60 years old. When I used to work at LA Fitness, I was a training manager there. And it's funny, every time I come up here, I don't know how I I come up with these things from a couple of years ago where I used to work in a training facility. But there weren't many Christians there, or believers you could say who I could kind of talk to while I worked there. Everyone was just wilding out, really. I was the only person there that was kind of a, a fake. But there was a, a, a man who would come and work out a lot. He was an older man, but he was ripped. I was like, I want to be like him when I'm older. And he was like 60, 65, he was still working to that day. Uh, he was a butcher. And I saw him, he had a meet again, and I heard him preaching to somebody. And I was like, I, I gotta talk to this guy, you know? I wanted to talk to him. And so I started to build a relationship with this man. And we used to talk about God. And, you know, he used to say that he used to read the Jimmy Swagger Bible. He's old school. I was like, wow, that's a deep Bible. (laughs) listened to Jimmy Swagger. And, um, you know, I began to talk to him more. And he he began to tell me after the weeks. I began to find more about him. And I'm like, you know, well, what church do you go to? And he was like, I don't go to church. Um, You know, I'm like, well, why? And he was like, you know, I just, you know, I don't know, I just have a thing about going to church and you know, I just like doing my own thing. And I was like, I am doing your own thing because doing your own thing. All right, let me see where this goes. And so right away in my head I'm like, I, I just want to know why, you know, you believe in God but you don't want to be around church people. So, you know, time would go by and and I would invite them to my church, I would invite them to cool House, not think about it, you know. But then you would bring up, you know, I go to this church uh, down the block, it's called The Church That Never Sleeps, which I know which it is uh, in it's, it's a guy in South Shore. And basically he would go during the week by himself uh, with nobody around, and just pray, or we'll just sit there and meditate. And that's awesome, and I respect that, that's beautiful, during the week, a place of peace. But when he came down to it, and I began to unveil why he would go to church, he just basically said this, and it didn't make sense to me at the time. Uh, he basically just said, well, you know, I love God, and I believe in the Bible, you know, and, you know, I love having conversations like this, but I just can't stand people. I was just like, okay. <laughs> Alright, yeah. You know, I just, you know, people just, you know, the issues, you know, I just don't want relationships, you know. And like, you know, he's, he's an older man, been through a lot, he's still working, and he would complain to me every day of, of all the people who come into his business and, and uh, you know, just steal things and, and just be rude, so he had a, a little bad taste in this now, maybe through life, but, you know, he was a great guy, and, and I remember this story because many times, um, I look at that and I compare that, actually before I even go there, I want to say that, I, I feel him a little bit, <laughs> you know, I, I got you, I got you, you know, you love God, you want your God thing, but you don't want to deal with people, and you know what, sometimes, that's kind of true because you know what? When I spend time with God, God doesn't bother me. People do. <laughs> right? And he has to be truthful. Listen, I'm home. I'm alone with God. I'm seeking God's peace. Oh, God, no one's in the house. It's peace. Hey. And Ellie comes in the house. And she's like, you don't know my day. All right? And she's like, she out. And she like, babe, I was in the presence of God. It was just peaceful here. And you come in just drop my peace. You know what? Just, uh, you know. And then we have a fight and everything like that. Because she wants to unload all her, you know, her worries on me, and I'm just supposed to be like, mm, that's good. <laughs> and still, so, so many times, you know, we we like that place of where there's no one around, you know. So like that man, uh, the six-year-old who goes to church with is not a single soul. Uh, he's by himself, which is him, him and God. That's his, uh, his place. Um, you know, people don't hurt us. I'm sorry, God doesn't hurt us. People do. Yeah. You know? And so a lot of times we we like to be around the comfort that we like and we avoid things that we don't like. And so to the point where we can isolate ourselves. But how many know that none of us are an island? How many know here that no matter what you do, you're going to be around? Your neighbor. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You cannot avoid it. Yeah. This is the way God <laughs> planned it. Yeah. Whether it's your job, huh? your crazy boss, yeah. home. Uh, I'm going to stop there. Yeah. <laughs> I got some good things, Coming up soon, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. um, Church, you know, people come with baggage, people come with attitudes people come with things because of things they've been through, it doesn't matter. At the end of the day, we have neighbors, we have people that we encounter every day, we cannot try to think we can live this life alone. And many times, what I want to transition to is, we focus on our relationship with God, but we don't understand is that the very relationship we have with God is the exact example that we're supposed to have And a lot of times, we think that's completely separate. Or secondary but it's not wow. and and I can say that from experiences because um you know we spend time with God and and I do that I, you know I spend time with God and I, I just want to get away from everything I want to get away from the chaos I want to get away from the trouble in which absolutely 100% we need to in order to survive when we come back and not have our own attitudes right ah. <laughs> but you know, can you think of that one person maybe just... I think we all have one person that we can't help it. They just irk you. You know, you don't know why. You don't know why they hurt you. They don't, you, know, you. You don't know why they brought you the wrong way. And you try to figure out like, why is it that every time I'm around this person, I try to avoid them. Or, or, or you know, maybe your personality is just clash. Or maybe every time you're around them, they bring up something that you're like, why do you have to say that, you know? But they irk you. And so you, you're like, the Lord says love my name, but I don't like it. I don't like it, you know? But there's a fine line between like um, and love. woo Sometimes, you know, God begins to... Um, But yeah, I don't do that too much anymore either. You? What (laughs) do you think? Menza, menza. Menza, menza? of sometimes God forgive me uh, Sabbath day we're here every Sunday this is our Sabbath <laughs> rest come to the Lord's house honor your father and mother pretty good at that thou should not kill yeah I haven't killed nobody um, I don't I mean, God forgive me I've played out scenarios in my head that I should not have at times I think we all have let's be honest <laughs> like I'm like dang I that but I my head I sick. <laughs> <Not content. sighs> um, commit adultery you know um, I'll keep going thou shalt not steal <laughs> not me not me saying. anyway thou shalt not steal uh, bear false witness which is lie and covet thy neighbor um, you know some of us could try to hang on to some of these some people are you know could uh, measure up to some of them and don't do much, you know. Don't do one without the other. But I think, as you see Jesus when He just said, and actually I read the scripture, in Galatians five fourteen. It says that the law is fulfilled in one word. In this statement, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. So when you look at these commandments, Jesus is not even listing these commandments. Jesus is saying the whole law is summed up in one statement: love your neighbor. As yourself, and so Good. I'm pretty. Sure. Okay, I'm. You gotta get your phone tight, now. Hello, testing one two. Anyway, do you hear me? Yes. Amen. Um, you're gonna take that. I'm pretty sure you're not gonna murder someone if you love them, right? Right. And if you love someone, you're not even thinking about stealing from them. You're not thinking about um, committing adultery with someone else. You're not thinking about murdering them, stealing, lying. Because love, your love conscious. Right? That within itself completes all the laws, plus and then some. And so Jesus begins to revolutionize this idea of what it means to love your neighbor. You know the whole Bible, right? And... As I read the Bible, it's crazy that we hear all these things that we do in relationship with each other. But it's always as if we don't, it doesn't register. We read it, right? And I realize more and more that there's, I think there's way more scriptures that Jesus talks about and the whole Bible talks about and how we relate to one another than even how we relate to God. I'll borderline that. But because God knows that we are a community. God knows everything, the whole beatitudes, everything that Jesus said was uh, about loving each other, living in peace with one another, how to deal with one another. And it's crazy that God doesn't separate the two. And so, when I look at all these commandments, I don't think about me trying not to kill, or me trying not to steal. Does does anyone live like that? I mean, I used to live like that, and I wound up doing the very thing, that I was thinking, I was trying not to do, you know, I, I tried not to lust, and so I lusted. Wow, I tried not to um, gossip, and so I gossiped, you know, and you know, I tried to, well, I tried to obey my mother and father, my own will, and I wound up flipping out every time I did, I, I came into tension with them, and I was growing up, and so, we focus on what it means to love that neighbor. Um, and the question is, who was my neighbor? Is my neighbor the people who live next door to me? I just moved. I live in a house apartment. I don't have a landlord. I uh, trying know people around me. I think the person across the street from me does witchcraft. I gotta pray for them. I see black cats running around everywhere and she just looks wow. like this. And, and I feel things, like, you know, I'm getting to know the people around me, but Are they just my neighbors? And most of us don't even know our neighbors. And we've lived there for years. Are our neighbors people we encounter every day? Are our neighbors the people at our job, our family only? Are our neighbors the people that are only our ethnicity, our culture, our race? I'm going to go a little deeper. Who's my enemy? Is my enemy an opposing nation? Is my enemy the person who, who backstabbed me? Is my enemy my ex? My enemy, not my, uh, my ex? So at this in his eye I'm like gotta reverse everything I have to say <laughs> <laughs> um, is, is, is your enemy your father who abused you all your life you know I'm gonna say this that there have been friends of mine that have become my enemies just like that by what they said or did. Because it's not necessarily because like, you know, we here love your enemy. And who is our enemy? It's kind of vain, right? But your enemy is the very person in your heart. In that moment that you decided to cross off. That person in your heart that you decided to build barriers against and because they've hurt you. Or because you're in defense of or or, or different situations in your life where you've loved them, I mean, I've gone from loving people, and in that moment, just shut down and break them off, and now they're my enemy, in my heart. And, I haven't showed them that, maybe, maybe it, like, my way of doing that is just distance at times, right? And so my heart, they all of a sudden become my enemy, and so I have to dig that out. I say, God, how do I love this person when they've done that for me? No, you know, Jason Upton I uh, had a song of um, It Ain't Easy. And he said, he said in that song, I feel like a fool, forgiving a fool. How? How do I do that? There's nothing, there's nothing rational about what they've done. They, they blatantly hurt me. Right? Oh, I'm gonna go deep in this man. <laughs> where I've had to deal with, with things growing up where people would actually make lies up about me because they didn't like me. Friends of mine. Um, and this wasn't recent. This was in the past. And I remember, like, like, why would you do this? Like, all I've done was try to be your friend, like you know? And, and there were things about me that they didn't like, whether it was they felt like everyone liked me and they didn't like them, or whatever it is. Um, and I would keep on pressing and uh, I wouldn't let them affect you but it just got to a point where I remember it got so bad that they had other people against me and they all believed that I was talking about all of them and I couldn't control this and my flesh, I'm Italian, alright? I have my dad's attitude and he and, and the things he puts in my head, like you know, like, uh, nobody said you could have that in my head and uh, obviously I'm naturalist tendencies, right? And so you know, to love your enemy in that moment, which she's not my enemy, he's a Christian brother. <laughs> being used by the devil. Right? He doesn't even know what he's doing. Hearing voices in his head to, to hate his brother. You know? And, and it hurts. It hurts to love your enemy. It hurts to love your enemy. Because you are dying to yourself. You are going completely opposite of what you would normally tend to do. Amen. Right? Yeah. Wow. You, you, are, you are literally embracing what Christ did. Yeah. I mean, I can cry just thinking about that. Yeah. Because
1: when you choose to do
0: that, I, I believe that it's supernatural, not just natural. Wow. The natural thing to wow. do is to retaliate. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Eye for eye, two for two. But Jesus says, I have a new commandment. Wow. Come on. Love your enemies. Come on. He said. He said. Even a sinner, right, can love those who love them. Right? Isn't that easy? That's easy. Of course, I can love someone who loves me. Cool, but down. But to love someone who doesn't love me, why? What? Our natural, our natural inclination is like, I right, okay, well love me beside, love me with you. But whether that person's in your inside your family, you can't escape them. Right? Oh, <laughs> You know, it's easy to say that's somebody that you only really see once in a while that there's no connection to but if someone's close to you, many of us, right, That that's even harder that one person that, if, if you don't get their approval or they're angry with you or something, it just like, it destroys you, right so, for each of us, some people, we take these light and that's awesome, you know, but at some point, and in some way we all are going to get affected in this area, some people I think maybe he's pretty just chill, yeah, you hate me, alright Okay. God bless. Jesus loves you. You don't want to keep working, but but I'm sure that there's things in your life that, um, and like that too. So like, you know, he's pretty forgiving. forgive, travel light. Got the shirts. Make sure you grab it out the back. Uh, don't bring it down with you. Uh, Jesus goes. I'm oh, sorry. John goes to say in First John 4:20. It says he says this. We love God. I'm sorry. We love because he first loved us. Let's start there. Right. We only have the capacity to love because he first loved us. If anyone says, I love God, but hates his brother, he is a liar. Let's go back to the, to, to the older guy I hung out with who loved God, but, but didn't want to be around people. The says right here, if you, love, if you say you love God, but you hate your brothers, you're a liar. For anyone who does not love his brother, whom he has seen, cannot love God, whom he hasn't seen. And we have this commandment from him. Whoever loves God must love his brother as well. And sometimes it's like, that's a hard wrestle or a hard pill to swallow when we're faced in those times when we have to love those who don't love us. It's easy to say that when we, you know, we're all, hey, you know. Everyone here pretty much loves each other, yeah? Woo. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Every you, you got to do that between you Right? Amen. Um, so, which is hard. Loving God or loving your neighbor, which is harder? I would say both are radical. The two go side by side. I can't love God on my own, and I can't love my neighbor on my own. I can only do it by the love and grace of God when I when I surrender to the Lord. We talked about prayer because you know that series was about our reliance upon the Holy Spirit, upon hearing the voice of God, just sitting there, because we can't do it on our own. And so as a result, we go out into the world and we're supposed to love our community, we're supposed to love um, those who are unlovable, and those who are despised, and those who you don't want to be around, those um, who you feel like you can't personally stand. Um, You might be drawn to certain people and not drawn to certain people, but we're called to love all. But both are radical and both are impossible without the Holy Spirit. Only God can do it all through you. Amen? I'm going to get to one of my points. Point number one. Write this down, guys. When we love others, we show that we know God practically, not just theoretically. I can say I love God in theory, but if I, uh, I abuse my neighbor, what God are you talking about? Right? Uh-huh. You know, if I'm next to you with my mom every time I see her and she's like, Well you're a preacher? You go to church all the time? Where's the love that you show me? Where's the Jesus that you show me? Oh. This is not love. What are you talking about? Who is this God? You're exemplifying. Otherwise, it's just um, otherwise you're just saying you love this God, but has he really changed your life? Yep. Uh, do you really have a relationship with him? Yeah. You're, you know, you're preaching to me and you're preaching to others. Why would I want to be like you or serve this God? And so, there's this correlation between God, me, others, and bringing them back to God. Right? Yes. And this is the way that God uh, shows us. Check, check what John Piper says. I didn't put this up on the bulletin, but um, I mean the screens. John Piper, which is a pastor and an author, he says, loving our neighbor is the visible goal. Of the whole word of God. He said loving our neighbor. Loving our neighbor. Is the visible goal. Of the whole word of God. That is the way. God designed it. We can't make it something else. I can't make it. Just me and God. Because it's not. He didn't create it that way. I'm going gonna, gonna to share something I heard a little time ago. Two things of the reasons why God created a community. Especially the body of Christ. People who are believers. Number one. Because if I got all the revelation on my own from God only. Then I wouldn't need anybody else. That's number one. So he, he made it dependent that one would be one part of the body. And the other would be the other part of the body. So that I wouldn't rely on my own wisdom and get prideful because I don't get prideful if I says I don't need nobody I need everything on my own right. right I don't need nobody to tell me uh, about God I got everything I hear God myself and that's it but how many know that God made it so that we could <laughs> rely on each other right that some have certain gifts and others have other gifts yeah, yeah. and some could teach and some could share the word and yeah. some and some could serve and some could sing um Some are courageous and some are hospitable, right? What if I was all those things? I ain't nobody. (laughs) And that's not the way God created it. He created it so that we can eat each other. Point number two. Loving our neighbor increases our love for God. And so when you love your neighbor, it brings you back to that place of loving God more. Because when you give of yourself, God fills you. You have to empty yourself. And so some of you, you haven't emptied yourself in a long time. And you're wondering why you're not being filled. Right? You You haven't loved someone. You haven't shared the gospel with somebody. You know, there are times when I feel like I received, I received, I received and I haven't given anything. I haven't shared the word of God. I haven't loved my neighbor, and I'm expecting God to speak to me. And he kind of has already. It's in his word. Loving our neighbor increases our love for God. When we see someone's life come to Christ. Man, I remember when I used to go out to the streets, and I used to preach the gospel a lot, and I would see people come to know Jesus on the spot, and that would make my faith grow. That would make my love for God grow because I see the miracles that would happen and taking place in people's lives in front of me. You know, where's the work? Where's the community? Where's the growth of the church? Where are people getting saved in, in your atmosphere, in your realm, in your family, at the dinner table? Where, where are you stepping out? Yeah. <clears throat> Point number three. God's love for us creates the obligation to love others. In, in 1 John 4 11, it says, Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. If God so loved you, you ought to love one another. Yeah. Love is not love until it's expressed. Okay. I can say I love you, but what does that even mean? It's the word, it's a choice it's an action it's an action verb right I don't know that you love me until you express it until you show it and you know it's not just the things that we do it's the things that we don't do that people are affected by so no matter whether you like it or not what you do or you don't do are going to affect people around you so to love your neighbor you need to step up Danny which you are amen and use your gifts because people need to hear it. Indonesia, don't withhold your gift. You might be just thinking about yourself at that moment. You might just be thinking, "No, I don't want to. I don't, I don't want to do anything for nobody. Really, I just want you know me and Jesus." But there's a gift that's inside you that people need to get them to where they need to be. That's the way God designed it. And so when it, when I withhold love from someone. I'm hurting them. I think that when I'm saying or I'm doing something wrong, right? Have you, know, you ever heard someone say, well, I'm smoking weed, but it's not affecting nobody. I'm doing it myself. Or, you know, I'm doing this and, you know, you know, like my kids sometimes think, <laughs> you know, well, it's not affecting you, so when you care, you're hurting your mother. She loves you. You know, and so it's not just the things that we do but the things that we don't do. And everything we do affects someone around us. the People that are closest to us. Right? That's not withhold love from our neighbors. You know, if you loved your enemy, if, if you embraced the will of God in that situation, you could heal that person. Something so supernatural that people look at you like, you, yo, you just forgave that guy? Yeah. What he did to your family? Like... I've heard stories where someone got murdered in their family and that person went to go forgive, murdering their son. I mean, that's supernatural. That's supernatural, okay? But imagine what what would have taken place, that person who was forgiven, that that enemy who did it, now speaks to thousands, because God transformed his life right there on the spot. Because he was broken and seemed like, you just forgave me for murdering your wife? And... The Lord, the sister, might not, but God do something miraculous. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. Our mission here at Christ Uncensored House of Worship is to love God, love people, and love life. Kuhau is a place where our story is still being written. Together, we can do more than we can ever do alone. If this message has encouraged you and you wish to partner with us in taking this message all across the world, go to kuhau.com give or follow us on any social media platform. Thank you in advance for your support and generosity. Come and begin a whole new journey with us.